Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Berkman, and today's podcast was kind of one that wasn't unplanned. Um, I had been reflecting on some things, and throughout the season, I have been in somewhat of an observation mode. You know, in my last podcast, I told you that persecution was ramping up and that there had been a shift. Well, lo and behold, yesterday, they arrested in Romania Andrew Tate. Now, some of you may know who he is, some may not. He was, I believe, a former boxer. Um, I've seen some of his stuff. I don't really follow him, but I know that he speaks truth on a lot of issues. I, I tend not to watch him because I don't care for his language, per se. It's interesting timing, considering what I've been recently telling you all. And now they're trying to throw charges at him regarding, you know, sex trafficking and all this other stuff. And this is another thing that you're going to see more and more and more of. You're going to see people, even pastors, other people who speak the truth. They're going to be creating up and making things up and creating false evidence, planning evidence. They've done this many, many times before. But now you're going to see an acceleration of it. So be aware of that and pray for Mr. Tate because anybody, anybody could end up in that situation. And you would want someone praying for you. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I don't know if he's saved or not. But pray for the Lord to have mercy on him and to lead him to Jesus if he doesn't know him. And pray that the Lord's justice be done and that the truth wins out. Because this is what I'm talking about. And what is coming, we're going to need to have the faith in the Lord to get us through. Everyone's situation is going to be different, but it's a preview of what they'll try to do to set people up. You know, they'll plant false evidence, they'll use deep fakes, they'll accuse innocent people of things that they're actually guilty of doing themselves, such as sexual things, like they'll, they'll plant porn on people's computers. There have been people who have long been involved in the truth movement who that's happened to. And we need to be praying for them, guys. And, you know, I saw this video out of Australia where they're now telling people you need to report misinformation specifically related to COVID. It was interesting because I happened to uh, stumble on this by accident. This is a video by a lady down under named uh, Maria Z, and I guess she does truth exposure uh, down in Australia. And she put this out, I think it came out either on Christmas or the day after Christmas. I wanna play it for you really quick. Let's take a listen. Good evening, everyone. It's uh, terrible that I have to come to you with this message right before Christmas, but I think it's important to share it. And I didn't wanna just share the footage without actually speaking to this video. Uh, what I'm about to show you is Australian police talking about counter-terrorism teams monitoring anti-vax conspiracy theorists who show concerning behaviour, which they regard conspiracy theories as. 
They also are encouraging Australians to uh, to report anyone who engages in what they deem as conspiracy theories to contact police directly or contact Crime Stoppers. They've also said they'll be looking at all social media material for any sort of conspiracy theories being posted. Who is looking at those sites, where those people are located, and uh, they have a plan to go and speak to them. Take a look at this. We've got other specialist teams involved, like our covert online team, uh, evidence extraction experts, our forensic police. We also have involved our security and counterterrorism teams. And the reason that they're involved is that they are uh, skilled at looking at um, motivation between uh, motivation of why people do things like we saw last Monday. So they're skilled at looking at things like religiously motivated extremism, ideological motivated extremism, issue motivated extremism, grievance fueled violence, and even pathological uh, fueled violence. So they're assisting the investigation centre and the ethical standards command. Are you broadly concerned, I guess, after seeing something like this with an attack on police and the rise in kind of conspiracy theories since the start of COVID? Is that something that police are of course, of course, uh, and right across the country. I mean, my part of my role is in counterterrorism, and um, and and we meet uh, nationally uh, with the Australian New Zealand Counterterrorism Committee and discuss these issues uh, regularly. So we do um, investigate and monitor people who demonstrate and we know show concerning behaviour. Uh, look, that hasn't been reported to me, but that's not uncommon. And, and we welcome that information. As, as I said before, if, if there's anybody out there that knows of someone that might be showing concerning behaviour around you know, conspiracy theories, anti-government, anti-police, um, conspiracy theories around COVID-19 vaccination, as what we're seeing with the train family, we'd want to know about. We want to know about that. Uh, and you can either contact police directly or, or go through Crime Stoppers. And why is she mumbling? Do you notice how she's trailing off and like, I mean, I had to boost that volume significantly just for you to be able to hear that, what she was saying, because she kept mumbling. She's mumbling because she knows she's wrong. She knows what she's doing. And darkness always tries to hide. And that's why it has to be brought into the light. And God is going to bring it into the light. He did so with COVID. And now they're panicking. So now this is the answer. And this is why they're pushing all the distractions and why war and persecution are at the forefront. They know they've been caught. That's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's just interesting timing, isn't it? Of course, of course. That's exactly what I thought. You know, on a personal note, and this is obvious to anybody living in Australia, they themselves, their government has come out and said, oh, we needed an investigation into why people are suddenly having all these adverse effects. We pushed it on everybody, but we somehow don't know. But if you talk about it, you're a conspiracy theorist. Right. No. No, absolutely not. Everyone down there and everyone around the world knows that Australia is where they are test driving this new world order beast system. You see, it starts this way, and then it moves forward. Did you notice where she said, religious motivated extremism? Religiously motivated extremism, ideological motivated extremism. Religiously motivated extremism, ideological motivated extremism. That means, that's the language for, 
anything that is biblical and godly that is against and contrary to what they do. You see, they'll take one lone nut who loses their mind and creates an act of violence and use it to go after everybody else. And everyone's a suspect. That's the society we're going into, the suspicions, everything else. It's all created for the persecution, the time of persecution that Jesus spoke of, and that's exactly what they're getting ready to do. You see, these are the little games they play that you need to be aware of. Well, if they don't want people to speak out about such things, then they shouldn't be doing them. The fact of the matter is they're evil. They're influenced by evil, and they need to repent. And if somebody's listening to this, and you support this, you better repent, because your time is getting short. Because God has taken his hand of protection off of nations like America and Australia and the United Kingdom. Because he is getting fed up, the sins have reached heaven. He is tired of the abortion and the human sacrifice. So you may think that you're coming for God's people, but he'll be coming for you. Revelation 21, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, that means those who are creating abominations against God, I don't care if it's vaccine-related, aborting babies, you know, your sins, they're on notice, dressing as women and taking part in abominable acts and teaching them to young kids. Going on in Revelation 21.8. Murderers, whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That means you will never come out of it. It's eternal. Let's look at another one. Galatians 5, verses 20 through 21. Idolatry and sorcery, hatred, discord, jealousy, and rage, rivalries, divisions, and factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What are factions? Well, factions are exactly what they're doing right now. The official definition of faction is a party of persons having a common end in view, usually such a party seeking by irregular means, aka persecution, to bring about changes in government or in the existing state of affairs or in any association of which they form part. A combination of persons using subversive or perverse methods of promoting their own selfish or partisan views of or interests, especially in matters of state. That is for government leaders specifically when the word says factions. Look it up. You know, there's a reason the word says that in the final judgments, they will beg for the mountains to fall on them because, well, these leaders think that they can hide in a bunker somewhere, that that's going to save them. That ain't going to save you. God knows exactly where you are. You know, for reference, that is Isaiah 2, verses 6 through 21. And you will beg for those mountains to fall on you because you will be terrified because in that moment, you'll know. You will know and you will remember. It's not too late. You can still give your life to Jesus. He'll deliver you. He'll cleanse you. Repent. What's that you say? God is obsolete? You don't believe? Well, you'll be finding out when you're sitting in destruction and desolation, disease and famine, that you allowed and played a part in.
and you'll think that you did the right thing so that your family could live a happy little life and that you could put innocent people to death. You'll find out exactly where that's going to get you. I just read the verses, and I rest my case. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the stuff you have to be aware of, and this is exactly what I felt was changing leading up to Christmas Eve. Like in Christmas Eve, it was like it just, bam, you know, it just, it, it started, like I, it snapped. You know, the truth of the matter is many are finding out now that what was once considered a conspiracy has started to happen, and it's true. When I lay these points out for you guys, it is so those who do not know the Lord, who do not understand what's going on, can find understanding, and that those who are part of it will turn around and give their lives to Jesus before judgments start to come at an alarming rate, because they are starting. Whether or not we want to admit it or not, they are starting. The Lord wants no one destroyed. He is patient for your sakes. He is merciful. He wants everyone to turn from sin and come to him. Now, some of you may know who Deborah Tavares is. She has done many podcasts before online. Um, they took down her YouTube channel. And it's interesting, I found this podcast just a few days ago, and when you listen to this, it's amazing how much has happened or is happening now. People who said, oh, that'll never happen. This isn't happening. They can't do that. They can't do that. It's like they are doing it. And, you know, when I first heard um, Deborah, I got to be honest, it was when I was in the wilderness and I first, I stumbled upon her content and I was even shocked because it was worse than I even thought. But I want to encourage anybody listening to this. If the real truth of what's happening terrifies you, you may not appreciate this next segment because I'm going to play this in its entirety because more people need to hear it. More people need to be aware. And we can't be living in fear, guys. You got to remember that the Lord said that many antichrists would arise and they would seek to change the times and the laws, and that's happening right now. And how they're going to go about that is control grids. Control grids, um, many people know they're tampering with the food, putting insects in it, like crickets and stuff like that. I mean, if you really knew the full scale of what they're planning to do to implement the control, you would understand why you want to give your life to Jesus in eternity. Now, for those of you who have been following me for a while, you might remember that on November 4th of 2021, I did a podcast titled Tech Enslavement. And in that podcast, I stated that they would start to use technology against people and that they were making jokes of it. They were making light of it like, oh, it's just so funny. Ha ha ha. That's not going to happen. Conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Well, now we're here and we've been there. It's just it's been hidden. So they always try to cloak everything under the cover of trying to help you and make your life easier but what you don't realize is they're enslaving you. So what you do after you hear the information that Ms. Tavares presents, that's your call. But this podcast I'm about to play was from a segment that was done on the Power Hour almost a year and a half ago, or about a year and a half ago now. And it sounds like it's crazy. 
And this is why I opened up the beginning of this podcast, stating how, isn't it convenient how they're setting up the persecution now that the truth is coming out because they've been caught? And by the way, even right now, they are allowing all these Chinese citizens to fly all over the world saying, oh, there's this new disease or there's this new variant. And it's almost like it's 2020 repeating all over again. And as this happens, don't you dare talk about it. Don't you dare. Because if you do, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're bad. This is exactly why I state that Christians need to come together and be talking to one another and, you know, try to tell the truth. Because as these things begin to happen, people are going to be like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, they'll remember that you told them. But you see, here's the thing. If they will get to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they don't have to walk in fear. Yes, these things are terrible that you're about to hear. But we don't walk in fear. And that is the benefit of being a Christian. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We use the word and our faith as our shield and our helmet of salvation to combat the fear. This is simply to make you aware and simply to lead those who are lost to the truth of what's really happening right now. And you have a choice. You can go into their beast system of AI tech and 15-minute cities, or you can come to Jesus. Because everyone's going to have to choose. You cannot be on the fence on what's coming. This is what I'm saying. You're going to have to decide where you stand. Anyway, without further delay, here is the show that Deborah Tavares did on July 27, 2020. Jesus bless you, and thank you for listening. And guys, I am working on two other podcasts right now. One is about two hours long. I have to get it pared down so it's not so long. So bear with me while I work on that. But... I am trying to get content. There's also another segment that I have that I want to share that's related to this today, but I had to reach out to a host to get permission if I can use their podcast or use their a segment from that podcast that they did on New Year's Eve. And I haven't heard anything back yet, and it's been about three days. So I'm like, well, I got to get something up. And because I found this, I felt this was as close as I could get to it. So we'll see what happens with that. And there will be new teachings, and new content coming out soon. All right, guys, here's the show. Stay strong, and God bless you all. Good morning. This is Deborah Tavares. I will be your host today on the Power Hour, today being Tuesday, July the 27th of 2021. Now, I'm approaching the next two hours with you with great trepidation, which I normally don't express. And it is because there are many things that need to be discussed and disclosed so that everyone can prepare as best possible for reality that none of us considered would ever occur. And it's beyond belief when you really consider the multifacets of warfare being conducted on all of us.
I'm going to go over a number of um, situations that we face, uh, some new things that I have most recently been digging into, some uh, breaking news and developing story items as well. So I'm going to ask you to sit tight, listen carefully, do not be frightened. Think about how you can work around some of these attacks that are being set up on all of us. And we're all in this together. We're just in this together at, in different levels of awareness. So I would ask that, of course, my, my website is stopthecrime.net. I would ask that you um, click the notification button to receive our email blast outs. I send email blast outs of tremendous importance. I don't do a lot. It takes me a lot of time to put these together, but I put a number of them together and I will be doing more uh, as the immediacy requires. And literally, I'm working pretty much around the clock on this. I see what is happening and um, comparing that to all of the documents. It's quite startling, of course. But um, we must do all we can to be harder to kill. And uh, that's what I hope you will get out of this today, things you can do and not just uh, be in fear. In order to participate in your survival, you must get out of fear after you understand what is happening. Now, I can say that, of course, fear is a natural process of going through where we really are. And uh, But get past it as quickly as you can. It's obviously a normal thing to uh, feel when we've been betrayed and deceived to the extent that we have and when we have been uh, occupied by a foreign um, overlord system in this United States. And USA, Inc., I like to refer to our country, sadly, and to Earth, Inc., we have been fully occupied and full deployment of a massive variety of weapons has been deployed and it's under the subtle name of the Great Reset. That is basically a couple of words for their massive war plan and gaming upon all of us. So I'm going to roll back a little bit because people certainly scratch their heads and say, how could this have happened? Because where I'm going to be going in the next few minutes, you're going to ask that question. So I would like for all of you to consider uh, what I um, looked into the other night when I was on a program in a nearby county. Actually, I was on a program in Nevada County, which is here in California. Interesting, uh, Nevada. Uh, but in any, any case, um, I pulled up their climate action plans, and I was going over it with a group, and I asked how many had heard of these, how many had ever gone to any of the meetings, and were aware that their local government agencies had participated in these types of requirements that would affect their lives forever. No one out of many, many dozens and dozens of people raised their hands. No one knew about this. Now, I've been talking about this for many years, but it, it definitely requires a revisiting so that I can build up from what has been done to you on the local level. And this is all about sustainable development, the control of absolutely every single thing. Now, what I was explaining to these folks is what I will explain to you now, and I would recommend that you do a Google search in your city. And, uh, for example, I did 
Nevada City, California, Energy Climate Emergency Resolution. And I also uh, looked up um, uh, climate change and went through some of the documents. Now, while I'm saying this uh, to Nevada's to Nevada City in California, you must understand this is everywhere, USA, Inc., in all cities. So I'm going to go over what uh, their local officials did to them. And this is from all of the um, complicit traders in your local areas. This would include all of your county board of supervisors, your city council members, your planning departments, your building departments, and everyone that's involved in writing these reports. Now, does everyone know the extent of what they have been participating in? Of course not. But the higher-ups do know. They do know. And those would be the ones you think are keeping you safe, and they're not. They live in your in your town, they shop in your markets, and many of you may know them. But you don't know the dark side of their plots against you. So what is it that I'm talking about more specifically here? Um, uh, your cities have entered into energy action plans, and they have goals, and they have strategies. And did you know that um, their names are in these plans. You can find out who signed off. In this uh, plan in Nevada County, in California, it was a 5-0 to zero vote by their county board of supervisors. And what did that mean? Uh, this brought in required redu- reductions of all energy resources and the transition to renewable energy only and reduction of water usage as well. All of the things you're hearing about in the newspaper right now have been stealthily outlined in plans adopted in your cities years ago. And uh, when I pulled up these items and discussed it, no one knew that these plans existed. Now, I will tell you, I've gone to many dozens of these types of meetings years back, and it would not have mattered had you attended. You only would have known what was happening before it happened. And um, what I mean by that is these meetings are all by consensus, by design. This is a strategy where they already have the plans um, in place, and they uh, put it forth to the public for public comment periods. You'll see that often, where there's going to be a three- or four-week public comment period. Send in uh, your concerns in this survey. Now, that is only to address grievances so that they know how to position themselves and work around people's concerns. It only helps them with the verbiage to get these plans passed. Now, uh, what you'll find in these plans, as I was saying, is the reduction of everything. And in specific, um, again, talking about, now here's uh, word by word in this Nevada City plan. These are in your plans, too. All the plans are set up a little differently, but um, they they talk about how in September uh, the city council passed a resolution to continue with the implement of the goals and strategies outlined in the 2015 Nevada City Energy Action Plan through the year 2050, that's 2050, and the establishments of the goal. And they're going to adopt 100%, 100% renewable energy 
to further the goals of reducing electricity use by 100%. I want to repeat this, reducing electricity use by 100% by 2030, and 100% to all renewable energy um, after that is the plan. And we have to understand renewables are not reliable due to the worldwide um, structured manipulation and control of all of Earth's weather. And behind these plans is Pacific Gas and Electric, who is Rothschild. They helped to put these plans forward, and they helped the cities to calibrate their success towards eliminating your ability to survive. This is what this is about. So, again, 100% renewable electricity by 2030. That means wind, solar, um, and um, battery backup. Now, I want to throw this out now. I've said this many times, but I want to put this forward again to help all of you with your thinking. Do not hire a traditional solar installer. They've only been taught how to stall, install a solar weapons system. And what that is is the Tesla firewall. It's actually the Tesla power wall. But they use lithium-ion batteries, which should not be used ever in areas prone to extreme wildfires or fires at all. And because we have the smart meters deployed throughout this country and worldwide, they have lithium-ion batteries, which are pulsed to help uh, explosions during high-fire events as well as just pulsing and blowing out your appliances. Many people are losing their appliances after they've had this deployed on them as well. That's an entirely different discussion, but I need to just lay a little bit of groundwork. So as I roll into this, you will understand where it developed. It developed locally. Well, actually, on a global level, and then it was fed into your local um uh, plans and policies that have been adopted. Now, I have many links on StopTheCrime.net. I have one link entitled Kiss Your Gas Goodbye because it said they would eliminate all use of fossil fuels. So for those of you that are on propane, that use diesel uh, or petroleum, uh, you're using what they call fossil fuels. Of course, we all know that petroleum um, in our products never came from dead dinosaurs, but they're selling the lie of running out of everything and now running out of water. So uh, setting the, the stage for your understanding where all this came from, because you need to understand this just did not drop out of the sky suddenly. This did not all befall all of us with this pandemic suddenly. There were plans years, years in advance, we have been told about the massive plans to depopulate this planet and kill most everyone and, and drop the populations. This was even discussed in the report from Iron Mountain back in the early 60s and well before that as well. So I have on my website, I would recommend that all of you listen to it. It's a 1994 um, talk that features Dr. John Coleman. And Dr. John Coleman uh, talked about how the depopulation would occur. Um, and uh, this was back in 1994, and he was reciting uh, documents 
well before that. We also know that the Salk vaccine, polio vaccine, was a deadly vaccine as well, uh, injured um, thousands of people when Salk, who is a eugenist, put that vaccine forward. I'm going to only say this one, one time, and that is in tribute to Dr. Andrew Malden. He was a... Um, um, a brilliant man out of Canada, and he was a uh, top graduate in uh, neuro uh, brain research. And he started to notice the um, the comparisons of vaccines versus diminishing brain function, and noticing that in facial features where an eyelid would drop, a corner of a mouth would drop, um, etc. Because all of those small little capillaries are highly, highly susceptible to the damage of various types of vaccines. And you can see that when you look at the faces of people, you'll see the disparity. And because people have been stroking out, that was his uh, understanding of what was happening with the vaccines. No matter what it was, any jab at all contributed to stroking out. So you can look up Dr. Andrew Malden, M-O-U-L-D-E-N. He has a three-part video series called Tolerance Lost. So understand, there is no more debate, which is what is consuming every media now with these jabs. We must get beyond the jabs now. That is what it is. We don't have to keep looping into the story and the verification of it being uh, what it is. We know what it is. So let's move forward to what is not being said in the news um, and what you must know as well. Um, again, uh, I'm going to be going into water a bit right now, and I'm going to be then going into many other things. So take notes. I will be um, converting this audio uh, into a video. Uh, this will be on my Odyssey channel on StopTheCrime.net. So after you listen to the show today, which is uh, two hours, please uh, watch for it when we finally get it up on StopTheCrime.net on our Odyssey back channel. Uh, I call it the back channel because we, of course, were taken off of YouTube. And uh, forward this on far and wide. This is going to be critical information. So I, I want to talk first about water because uh, water is being um, turned off. We're being told we're running out of water. I want to go over what that looks like so that you can all prepare. And uh, I will alert you, please, to understand what water is and where water comes from first. Water is a renewable, and water does not come from rain and snowmelt, as we have been taught. Rain and snowmelt is the evaporation of where water really is developed. So we have water coming down by gravity, which is rain and snowmelt, and we have primary water, which is a renewable, constantly being made down below the mantle of the earth with the process of hydrogen and oxygen coming together. Water is simply two gases. When the gases merge, it turns into vapor, liquefies, and then is stored in underground aquifers, in cracks and crevices, and uh, emerges um, many places all over the world in hot and cold springs, no matter what kind of manipulated and planned weather they have for us. All of these things keep bubbling up because we are the water planet. We are the water planet. We are not 
running out of water. We are running out of the truth. And so this is imperative. This is a fundamental requirement to understand what is happening with the privatization of the water supply and how we are being moved into the requirement to drink um, toilet-to-tap water, which I will go over now. This is a big plan, further poisoning of the populations. So uh, I'm going to go over some specific situations that are happening here in my Northern California area. Again, I am in Sonoma County, and we have had some pretty stiff water rationing uh, regulations come through. Uh, one has not been printed in our newspapers and not been discussed anywhere because they don't want the city or the county members to know. And this is happening in Healdsburg, California, about four or so weeks ago, and I have a separate video detailing this, but I'm going to go over it right now in a paragraph or so. Uh, Healdsburg, California has been, by the way, fluoridated since the mid-50s. So I find that they are um, putting the most harsh regulations on water use in areas where people have been subdued by fluoride. So you need to find out if you're on a city municipal water delivery system, if your water is being fluoridated. That will speak to why so many people are unable to respond to the times that we are in, because people have been um, literally um, subdued by so many types of poisons and toxins. The same um, fluoridation has happened in Marin in Marin County, just north of the Golden Gate Bridge. And in Healdsburg, what they have told the people is you cannot water any outside vegetation at all. If you water anything, it's a $1,000 a day fine. However, we, the city told the people, if you buy your own plastic tanks and a submersible pump and hoses that connect to it, we will deliver wastewater treated, chemically treated poop, urine, and medications of undetermined uh, toxins and pump it into your um, tank. However, you must use it to um, put moisture of urine and poop and medication on your plants uh, within the first 48 hours that you take this delivery. Now, the homeowners have to sign up. There have been over 600 homeowners in this beautiful higher-end home area in Healdsburg that have signed up, and they are getting these deliveries. Again, they have to buy the tanks, the pump, and the connections. They are told you must pump this um, pollution out onto your ground within the first 48 hours because it will otherwise become thick and slimy and will have a terrible odor and algae will grow and uh, it will clog up the pump and it will be difficult to spray out. And so that is um, uh, allowing people to have 500 gallons of this poop toilet to tap, uh, not tap in this interest in this instance, but to hose bib, basically, to wa water their outside vegetation. This is the only way that they can keep their vegetation alive. Now, I called the city of Healdsburg up. I asked them, is there confirmation that you can water your vegetable gardens, because many people now have vegetable gardens. They said, no problem. They just recommend you wash your veggies before consuming them, after you've watered them with um, contaminants of, um, of 
of uh, deadly concern, actually. So I went down, I went into Healdsburg with my husband to actually see this for myself, and I really felt as though I was in some horrific series of a sci-fi movie, The Twilight Zone, because I was watching these little trucks run around back into people's driveways, cattywampus, and fill their tanks with their 100 allot, or their 500-gallon allotment for the week. And these people were out there eagerly awaiting to try to keep their vegetation alive. And that is what we are facing throughout this country and worldwide. We are being transitioned into reuse, reuse of everything. This is a circular economy where everything is reused. I've talked about um, on some of my past um, disclosures how they use uh, blood and cartilage and so forth in concrete mix to uh, lighten the concrete. And I can hear a break coming on, so stay tuned. We'll be back with the continuation of the restrictions of your water accessibility, and then we'll launch in to more. Power Hour has been in existence since the turn of the 21st century. It is more critical than ever for you to sign up for our free newsletter and our breaking news. Simply text the word Power Hour to 22828 on your mobile phone or sign up when you visit thepowerhour.com. Our website again is thepowerhour.com or text Power Hour to 22828. Together, our legacy will live on for centuries. This is Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net, uh, and I was talking about water, and I referred a bit ago to um, Dr. John Coleman. I would certainly recommend his book, if you don't have it on your shelf, The Story of the Committee of 300. I would order that immediately. Now, I will tell you, prior to my reading books, I was into documents only, I was looking at the city documents that were approved and put into place. I was looking at uh, the World Economic Forum. Uh, I was looking at the uh, World Bank documents and many other documents of our overlords. And so reading books was difficult for me in the beginning because I have to say, sadly, I knew many authors that did not understand the reality and their books were extremely misleading, talking about how you could go to your local city councils and become a city council member and change things. That is not true. That is not possible. You cannot. And for those of you that still vote and you think you can change things, sadly, I must say, you are completely mind-controlled with that notion, and you need to understand that. I know this is harsh, but it is a very harsh reality we find ourselves in. So I'm going to read just a couple of paragraphs in, on page 164 of Dr. John Coleman's book, um, The Story of the Committee of 300. 
and uh, it's going to play through some of the themes that I'm going to talk about uh, that is happening to you, all of you, right now. So on page 164, euthanasia for the terminally ill and the aged shall be compulsory. No cities shall be larger than a predetermined number as described in the work of Calgary, K-A-L-G-E-R-I. Essential workers will be moved to other cities if the one they are in becomes overpopulated. Other non-essential workers will be chosen at random and sent to underpopulated cities to fill quotas. At least 4 billion useless eaters shall be eliminated by means of limited wars, organized epidemics of fatal rapid-acting diseases, and starvation. Energy, food, and water shall be kept at a subsistence level for the non-elite, starting with the white populations of Western Europe and North America, and then spreading to other races throughout the world. The population of Canada, Western Europe, and the United States shall be decimated more rapidly than other continents until the world's population reaches a manageable level of 1 billion, of which 500 million will consist of Chinese and Japanese races, selected because they are people who have been regimented for centuries and who are accustomed to obeying authority without question. From time to time, there shall be artificially contrived food and water shortages and medical care uh, to remind the masses that their very existence depends on the goodwill of the Committee of 300. And then they talk about this, and this is going to weave into what is happening right now. After the destruction of housing, the auto, steel, and heavy goods industries, there shall be limited housing, and industries of any kind allowed to remain shall be under the direction of NATO's Club of Rome, as shall all scientific and space exploration development, limited to the elite under the control of the Committee of 300. Space weapons of all former nations shall be destroyed along with nuclear weapons. All essential and non-essential pharmaceutical products, doctors, dentists, healthcare workers, will be registered in a central computer database, and no medicine or medical care will be prescribed without express permission from the regional controllers responsible for each city, town, and village. This is just part of uh, John Coleman's book. Again, that was on page 164. So how does this relate? Well, it goes right into the planned water shortages. And I'm going to go through a situation that has just been released in our press a few days ago, and it is uh, startling to me. This is in Mendocino County in Northern California. And there is a beautiful um, ocean-positioned town called the town of Mendocino. Uh, I have gone up there often. It is beautiful. And um, as I say, sits right on the bluff of the ocean. And uh, what has just now happened there is unimaginable. 
they talk, they've just now, this Board of Supervisors in Mendocino in Northern California. Now, I don't want you to think, oh, poor California. This is happening in California only. No, this is moving to your town. You have water shortages too. Just look it up. You may not realize you're running out of water. You're not, because they will not tell you about primary water, which is a renewable, always a renewable. We're not running out of water. So I will throw this in right now. Um, never forget, we have primary water, and we have to teach our children the t- truth about where water comes from and what water is. And please go to StopTheCrime.net, listen to our water video discussions with one of the world's primary water experts, Paul Power, and uh, also go to primarywater.org where we have a link where you can actually access people that drill. If you're going to search for primary water, you need two people on site. You need a primary water locator, a person that can locate the water where it is on your property, and it is. We are the water planet. And then you need a well driller. They are not one in the same. The well driller will take the direction from the primary water locator and drill. Sadly, the drillers were never taught about primary water. And sadly, when they hit water, even if it's only at 50 or 60 feet, they call it good enough, and it's not good enough. Wells are pumping dry because, sadly, they've only gotten into the upper um, aquifers and not into the um, structures necessary to tap in to primary water. When you tap into primary water, it's most important to understand you're not stealing water from anyone else. You're not stealing water from your neighbor. You are not stealing water from uh, watershed areas. You are not stealing water. It is a gift of renewable with the two gases, hydrogen and oxygen. In fact, it is your duty to preserve life by getting to primary water. Actually, when you, when you get to primary water, you help release some of the stress against the mantle, and it prevents seismic activity also, and I discuss this on many shows. But I want to go back to uh, Mendocino and what has just now occurred there. Um, On July 14th, uh, the County Board of Supervisors approved waiving the permit requirements for temporary water tanks in response to the local drought emergency. These uh, water tanks in the past could be as much as 5,000 gallons or less and must follow zoning standards. This goes into effect immediately. So basically, the water tanks that you see on people's properties, um, the poly tanks, the steel tanks are horrendously more expensive. The concrete tanks are, are more expensive. The poly tanks are more affordable for more people. But because of the planned resin shortage in the United States, the poly tanks are very difficult to get. And so I can say for those of you that are listening, you will need some water tanks, and I would recommend that you go and get a tank or two now to have as much topside water near your home as possible because you are going to be told you're running out of water. 
and and to at least store some water for your safety. You will need some water because they're now only allocating 55 gallons of water per person per day, and this is simply for safety and hygiene purposes. That will not allow any water of any outside vegetation at all. So let's go into this story, which what is happening here right now in the town of Mendocino. They talk about how residents in the past needed to go through a very strict review to get a permit to have a water tank on their properties. But after and after the drought emergency is over, they say the water tanks will need a permit or be removed. So they're buying the tanks, generally the poly tanks, depending on the size. Well, I can't really say because now that they're difficult to find, the prices are going up. But typically for, say, a 2,500-gallon tank, you might pay under a couple thousand for that. Again, uh, the pricing is very fluid, so don't uh, write that down and believe that to be the case. It changes. But uh, the residents who want to keep their tanks then will have to apply for a water tank permit. Uh, The regional government uh, services said that the water tanks could help residents during the drought emergency, particularly on the coast. Well, it it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're on the coast, if you're inland, if you are um, rural, it does not matter. You will need some additional water. They go on to tell us that the town of Mendocino, the residents, are completely dependent on this point upon water being hauled in by water trucks. And they say if each person uses 50 gallons a day, a 5,000-gallon water tank is estimated to last for about for a, a family of three for about one month. Each uh, truck of water delivered uh, will cost an average of $405. But if you do the math, they said it will cost actually $528 a month for a family of three to have water trucked in, and many families in that district simply cannot afford these expensive water bills. This is how they're going to relocate and force water refugees into other areas. This is all part of the plan. The the Board of Supervisors is also working on with other organizations for other sources of water. And they're talking about such as untapped ponds and reservoirs in other jurisdictions. Well, we know that the reservoirs um, have been um, drained, released water, and or evaporated through the technologies being used to create the illusion that we're running out. The evaporated water is being dumped in other parts of our country that are being besieged and put underwater and flooded out, where towns literally all over the world are being flooded out and destroyed. You've heard recently of the floods in Germany and Belgium. There were recent enormous floods in China. And uh, so water is being moved around atmospherically because they can, and we are being um, evaporated. So they talk about other sources of water. Well, where that is going is the use of your waste in your wastewater treatment plants. But they go on to also say, also due to the local drought emergency, the road dust suppression program has to be um, temporarily put on hold because they don't have 
the additional water to keep the dust down. Now, dust like that causes lung diseases, and you may, you may have recently heard about the horrific dust storm that uh, killed a number of people. This is also another weapon being used now when we are put and thrown into a drought of this magnitude. Just keep this in mind. So they're going to forcibly relocate people due to water inavailability. Again, whether you can get to primary water or not, you need to know we're not running out. And that is the most important thing I can say to you right now. I'm going to um, bring your attention to a couple of emergency email transmissions I recently did, uh, just so that you will go to StopTheCrime.net. If you're not signed up for email blastouts, you didn't get this information and you need it. So you can go to StopTheCrime.net, go to our menu, and you will see uh, blastouts, and you can read some of the blastouts that recently went out. I did one recently uh, about the use of orbital mirrors, how Google and Amazon are competing with other Rothschild utilities, such as all your local utilities, to create a wireless smart home. Uh, I call them homes of death. And uh, wireless is going to become the theme of operation in all of your homes. So um, I would highly recommend you read this. It is diabolical. I did find the list also of the cities that they plan to um, cause heat events in uh, because they do create heat as well. And they are targeting and people will be cooked. Um, we're, we've been seeing heat events throughout the country already, and over 500 deaths in um, British Columbia with the recent heat events that we've already suffered through. So um, the list of those cities is in my email blast out. Again, I would highly recommend you take a look at this because, um, well, actually, I'll read you the cities uh, that are being targeted. They call them... Uh, heat islands, lack of vegetation, lack of trees, they're saying, is increasing the heat. Also, we know it's the increased densification of all of the uh, wireless um, frequencies in those locations as well. So, again, the blast out, it's an emergency transmission from Deborah Tavares, and um, you can find all of this information by going to stopthecrime.net to the email blast out section, but the cities that are going to be heated, here are 20 cities that they consider to um, be a focus on the impacts of climate crisis in urban heat island, uh, which they're now calling urban heat islands. They're, these are their terms. Uh, these are their war games and their war words, urban heat islands. We're talking about, again, areas of high population zones. So here we go. New Orleans, Newark, New York, Houston, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, um, Miami, uh, Baltimore, Providence, Sacramento, Salinas, California, Burlington, Vermont, Bend, Oregon, Cleveland, Detroit, Erie, Pennsylvania, Fresno, California, Lafayette, Louisiana, and McAllen, Texas. Now, of course, many of you recall the ICE event that was created in Texas and other states months ago, all-weather weapons. We must understand that. 
So I'm going to throw out something important because they are creating smart homes. I know people that are ecstatic about being able to use their key fob to operate from a distance and remotely anything in their home, from their coffee pot to their heat and cooling system, etc. And this is what you must avoid at all costs. You are killing yourself this way. And I'm going to go over some of the things that you must do, and then I'm going to jump into some information that um, I'm horrified about in the next hour. So you must uh, eliminate the electromagnetic overdosing. Uh, this is intentional, and it's unprecedented in the history of humanity. So this would mean all your smartphones, iPads, Kindles, Wi-Fi modems, routers, range extenders, wireless computers, wireless printers, wireless keyboards, wireless mice, speakers, headphones, earpieces, garage door um, openers, because, again, all of these things can be hacked, and I will continue to read because I'm almost at the top of the hour, uh, even including your wireless door locks. Uh, your wireless doorbells, baby monitors, surveillance cameras, wireless surveillance cameras, yes, Wi-Fi video cameras, Wi-Fi digital photo frames, uh, smart thermometers, smart thermostats. Be very cautious of the smart thermostats. Your utilities in your inserts in your electric bills are going to promote the smart thermostats so that the utility companies can um, – Increase the temperature in your home prior to a heat attack. This is what they can do remotely. Increase the temperature in your home without your touching that um, calibration. Uh, also, they have smart yoga mats, uh, smart indoor lighting, security systems, voice controllers, gesture controllers, smart buttons, smart alarm clocks, air quality monitors, again, don't get smart wireless anything, smart smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, uh, navigation systems, uh, connected exercise machines, fitness trackers, sleep trackers, location trackers, blood pressure monitors, heart rate monitors, smart appliances, controllers of smart appliances, and uh, and all home wireless automation, smart ovens, smart irrigation systems, wireless garden sensors, uh, growing herb gardens, even they can be smart, smart grill thermometers, smart sprinkler controllers, air conditioners, smart TVs, uh, video streaming devices for TVs, wireless gaming consoles, wireless leak detectors, uh, smart watches, smart bracelets, smart air purifiers, smart home vent systems, remote pet feeders, smart light bulbs, Bluetooth-connected espresso machines, and Bluetooth-connected cookers, and many, many more. You must eliminate at all costs. Your life depends on your choices now. These are your choices. And, of course, cell phones. And I know that's a tough one for most people, but I did a video many years back called The Cooking of Humanity when I interviewed Barry Trower, one of the foremost experts out of London who uh, who really understood the electronic and wireless warfare. He was an expert. So you may want to try to find that. Again, YouTube took me down. Sadly, when you took... YouTube did take my videos down. 
I lost under the descriptions the various documents that I was referring to. It took hours and hours and years to put that entire process together. And now, I, while I am back up, sadly, those re references are not under the videos anymore because those were all eliminated. But there is a document uh, that uh, talks about how the pandemic has stress-tested the crowded digital home. So I, I certainly advise each and every single one of you, go and take a look at that blast out. I have a link to a document that has uh, many of the lists that I just read off to you on what you need to eliminate any and all things wireless. Uh, certainly cord up your phones, have a landline, and do not use your remote walkabout handsets or he headsets. All wireless devices are deadly. And now with the vaccinations in combination with the wireless, we will be made more sick. We know and we've always known that the wireless technology literally um, increases the dormant uh, viruses in your body via the vaccines. And this has been told to us by Dr. Andrew Malden, who I referred to earlier. Now, we're getting to the top of the hour. I'm going to launch into some very horrific information. I've set the stage of water. Please go to primarywater.org, understand water, and understand we are not running out. Teach your children. Most important, you're going to need to get a water purification system in your home. They do not uh, eliminate fluoride. You need to contact your local water agency and find out if they're fluoridating your water supply. Do not let them tell you, oh, it won't hurt you. Yes, it, it causes... Um, damage to all the plumbing, there are leaks that it causes, it's highly corrosive. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that it is highly corrosive, causing um, tremendous repair when you have small leaks and you have to have a leak detecting company come out to find out where your ceiling uh, is leaking and why the drywall is so saturated that it's starting to fall off the ceiling and why the floor is wet. Where is that water coming from? Well, now you need a leak detecting company to come out, locate the leak, tear up your ceilings, your floors, or your outside concrete uh, driveways, wherever that leak is coming from at tremendous cost, thousands of dollars. They track the leak, you, they repair it, and you put it back together. So again, uh, stay tuned. This is Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net. We're launching into a next unbelievable hour on the Power Hour. Well, welcome back. This is Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net. The uh, hour prior, I was talking about water. I will be launching into some other unthinkable plots that are already set up in this country and worldwide. But in a few final words about water uh, and also the heating events that we've uh, suffered through and will increase as the weapon systems continue to expand upon us. The front page of my paper today, being Tuesday, July the 20th, 27th of 2021 uh, says uh, that drought measures uh, officials to suspend water rights for diverters of water in the Russian River watershed area 
in order to slow falling levels in Lake Mendocino. Now, something extremely misleading, and you need to understand, uh, lakes are res- most lakes are reservoirs. They're man-made. You have to check that out. Uh, when you think you have a lake or you're near a lake, you could be by a reservoir. You need to know if it is a lake or a, or a man-made reservoir. They are weapons. At this moment, they're being used for the illusion of running out of water. When we have a massive um, rain event, which they call atmospheric rivers, they will trounce water on these reservoirs, which creates instability with the sudden increased load on the uh, on the uh, geological um, materials underneath and causes earthquakes. I've done many uh, talks about this entire fake water delivery system that we've been put on, sadly. Uh, the only water system that we should have been on is the one that NATO and the United States blew up in 2011 uh, in uh, Libya. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi constructed what was called the Great Man-Made River Project, served over 6 million uh, people in Libya with pure, fresh drinking water, not adulterated with atmospheric pollutions, such as bomb testing, chemtrailing poisons, flowing over poisonous lands with fertilizers that are deadly into these cauldrons of reservoirs that we call our municipal water supply, only then to be added by fluoride, most likely in many areas, as well as now upstream blending of your poop and urine. In many areas, that's occurring as well. It's called a blend. But now they're going to be more direct about it, as we're going to learn. But uh, So they're going to take action. They're going to prevent people from pumping. Again, $1,000 a day fines. And uh, they're really creating the visual pictured pictorial of uh, running out of water. Don't fall for this. This is mind control. If you believe we're running out of water, then you are already subdued, either by fluoride or mind control. We are the water planet. We are not running out of water. And I will tell you, I do not understand why more people are not talking about this. Please become the more people to share this vital, vital requirement of water. Because without water, we die. Without water, our cities dry up. Water water is the driver of the world. It's the driver of our environment, of our homes, of our cities, of the present time that we live in and the future that we will live in. Water drives all life. And without understanding the truth about water, we are going to be served up wastewater. And we have been promised that because Viola, V-E-O-L-I-A, is a massive corporation that has has seeded itself by building thousands of wastewater treatment plants all over the world. And Viola will uh, ship also chemically treated sewer water to countries that believe they're running out of water. All of our traditional economic systems are slowly being eroded by this, what they say is a great reset. We are being trounced up on. 
And we are told, if you aren't already drinking recycled sewer and wastewater, you soon will be. It's a no-brainer. It's what's going to happen. This is what Veolia, V-E-O-L-I-A, is saying. This is a massive, massive privatization of using our own waste, our own waste. And they say you just simply must get past the yuck factor. And again, I remind you, we are not running out of water. Do not fall into further brain and neurological degradation by falling for drinking and using this on your plants and your vegetables. And I will uh, be um, putting this story out um, soon, so prepare yourselves for another blockbuster blast out about what is going to be happening with the global water supply. I also, on StopTheCrime.net, reposted a um, a uh, video I did an, uh, back in 2014 called Water Wars, Stealing Water for Profit and Power. And please listen to that. I found documents out of Israel and out of the U.K., and I went over that. Now you're going to be hearing in the news that people are stealing water from fire hydrants and from other areas where they can. And now, in order to um, prevent that, they're taking out fire hydrants right at the time when we've got serious fires happening. So they're creating this chaos around water theft when we are the water planet and we're not running out. We just haven't accessed it. And I will tell you, I know a city in particular that in the mid-70s located primary water. They have a couple of water wells that are producing thousands of gallons per minute that they have not told anyone about because your water districts know they have provided for themselves down the road when this happens. And in the meantime, oftentimes that water is being sold to other desperate cities so that they can make black market money on renewable water because they found it and they're not telling you the truth. So perhaps in your town, Your water agency, who is behind all of this false information of running out of water, has accessed primary water as well. You don't know, but I do. I do know. So now I'm going to get into, uh, oh gosh, Um, I'm looking at what I want to say and what is probably the most imperative thing. I'm going to go into this. You will note, as I have noted in disaster zones, they're telling you to learn your, know your zone, know what zone you're in on an an evacuation map. So I was recently attending a meeting that was uh, a meeting of four ranchers and uh, farmers about uh, fire resiliency. And I saw this huge map of Sonoma County laid out on a table with all of the zones. And I looked at the map, and it was hard to read, even the size that it was. I was hard to identify the specific zones. So I left that meeting after taking many notes, of which um, I will be developing into an enhanced story. But I'm going to tell you about this part of the story. 
And again, you can type in uh, Know Your Zone evacuation maps um, on in your search. Um, I've been typing in. Um, I'm noticing that um, these maps are um, nationwide. And uh, I started to then look in to who's behind these maps. So I'm going to go over this now. This is just um, uh, new information. So I haven't heard it from anyone else, and you are hearing it right now. So I found that there's a global mapping evacuation um, corporation called Know Your Zone uh, after an attack of weather. So these are weather attacks, and they're coming up with these evacuation zones, and they're presumably helping you with evacuation after they've attacked you. Uh, and why do I say they? Because these maps were orchestrated by the military and by digital co corporations. I will go over that. They are providing maps in your cities in, and in our cities, in most cities. These are war maps. Why do I say war maps? Well, think about what we know is the inevitable here in this country. Uh, William Cooper in Behold a Pale Horse spoke about it. Certainly the YouTube video report from Iron Mountain showed door-to-door -door, um, extraction of people. We know that that has been the intent all along is to go door-to-door. -door. So now what I want you to think about is when you see a um, police raid in a house, they go in and they go through the rooms and they say clear. They go into the next room, clear. Well, these are these war maps. These are small zones. The zones are intensified by their um, uh, tighter zones, smaller zones, in the population zones, in the areas of higher population. As I look on my map on the zones that abut the Pacific Ocean, those zones are huge. This map is color-coded. And the zones where the cities are, Santa Rosa, San Francisco, the zones are very small. So um, uh, what they want us to do now is put evacuation tags out on our mailboxes or gates so that when we're told to evacuate, they won't have to knock on the door. They will know that you've left your property. Well, what we know happened here in 2017 in the Tubbs fire that burned about 5,000 homes in a couple of days, jumped the freeway. It was horrific, and I have many family members that lost homes and friends. But what we know is that the Sheriff's Department uh, said and told us they were dealing with truckloads of looters that were being bussed in. Now, remember, this was a planned weaponized fire attack by the use of many types of weapons, boots on the ground, drones, um, certainly directed energy weapons, etc. And then they send in the looters. There's a book called Point Patrol that was written soon after that 2017 fire where this cul-de-sac of homes, they stayed, they stayed, they would not leave. And they were having to fend off the looters with rakes and shovels. And their main objective was to string out hoses and keep the ember, uh, embers from burning down their community, their little cul-de-sac area. 
and they witnessed the um, the looters as well. So they want us to evacuate. They want to know when your homes are empty, and uh, and then they're going to require permits to reenter our properties. And uh, I was stunned to hear that. It sounds reasonable when you think about it without realizing that this is a war map and we are an occupied corporation being run by military operations set to kill us. So if you don't look at reality as reality is, you will look at this as being, oh, it's a good idea, reentry permits. Well, if you are permitted uh, the only way you can get permitted for early reentry after an area has been considered an evacuation zone is if you are a supplier or if you are in commerce, if you're selling animal products or food or dairy or eggs, this kind of thing in the rural areas here in Northern California. You have to show you are permitted and you are paying fees as being a seller of some sort. Otherwise, you're not able to have an early reentry permit. All other people, residents, etc., will not allow uh, to be um, to reenter until the evacuation order has been dropped. In prior situations, that can be up to two weeks. Now, with the type of heat-driven, intentional fires that are being uh, set all over, uh, it could be much longer before we're allowed back into our homes. And I can say to you that the evacuation centers are a concern because the requirements of the health emergency uh, and the health orders could also require that you're not able to have a reentry uh, re ability unless you've met all of your local health requirements, and you know what I mean by that. So as I was looking at who's mapping and I looked at uh, your zone, I found out that Genesis uh, is one of the mapping companies. It actually was renamed because it obviously didn't want to be associated with whom they are really with. But they get funds from the U.S. Army, and they receive certificates, certifications from the emergency management software companies and the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. They are hooked in to government and wireless intel and wars. I discovered after reading some of their management um, members, their board members, the backgrounds that they were, many uh, were attached with the um, LRAD Corporation, which is um, uh, integrated defense systems and um, uh, certainly the use of um, of remote weapons systems as well. And many of them worked previously for Raytheon against, defense, again, defense contractors, military contractors. This is war gaming. They have set this country up now in zones. So I will go further into uh, what uh, Genesis Inc. is because they acquired the emergency evacuation provider, which was called Zone Haven, Z-O-N-E, Haven, H-A-V-E-N. Uh, they acquired Zone Haven, and they talk about how it's a transformative evacuation planning program and emergency management system. This is a war system. These are war maps. You need and must look at this. We are under siege. 
your local elected, presumably elected officials? No. And you are being led into being captured and relocated, and I will get into that in a moment as well. We figured out what they are doing with planned relocations of all of us that survive, that aren't killed in the interim. So let's go in to um, this genesis. It's, um, this is an article out of San Diego, California, June 9th of 2021. And uh, it's a global leader in critical communication systems and solutions. And they announced that they had acquired uh, Zone Haven, a fast-growing provider of software-as-a-service solutions for emergency evacuations. Now, I must again... Uh, reiterate, the emergency evacuations are weather-related targeting events to harm, injure, kill, and wipe out our communities. Now, they're offering assistance in helping us to safely evacuate the very war-torn areas that they are attacking. So they go on to say that they provide planning and training and resources for first responders and health agencies and communities to manage the evacuations. So uh, based in San Francisco, California, Zone Haven's services were trusted by more than 170 fire districts. Now, these guys don't know this is a military operation. You can tell them this is a military operation because it is. They say, quote, with increasing wildfire, flooding, severe weather, active shooters, hazmat, and other crisis events require proven solutions to help quickly move people away from danger. And again, I remind you, the danger they create. The Chief Executive Office of Genesis Inc., G-E-N-A-S-Y-S, Inc., we have recently seen in California and other areas of the world that critical events require preparation. Of course, they do. They are causing this. Now, they say that they uh, service more than 100 countries in a range of diverse applications, uh, not only including emergency warning systems and mass communications. But let's go on into this. Uh, Genesis Inc., uh, was a long-range acoustic device. That's the, what the uh, LRAD is, L-R-A-D, long-range acoustic device. This is what Genesis is involved in, headquartered in San Diego, California. They have developed long-range acoustic hailing systems. The company has many employees, and they've reported huge amounts of revenue in 2019. Their flagship product is the Sonic Weapon long-range acoustic device, the LRAD. It has been used by the Israeli military against the Palestinian civilians in the occupied Palestinian territory, commonly known in the Israel military as the SCREAM. The LRAD blasts its target with an extremely high volume and focused sound as it has been used in multiple times by the Israeli military in the occupied West Bank to attack Palestinian protesters, according to WHO Prophets. In 2011, the Israeli Ministry of Defense ordered 
290-300,000 worth of LRAD systems. Different models of the LRAD system have also been used by the U.S. military, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, the Migration and Customs um, Enforcement, ICE, Customs and Border Protection. Additionally, multiple police departments across the U.S. use LRADs as a crowd control weapon against protesters, as first documented in Pittsburgh during the 2009 G20 summit. LRADs were later deployed by U.S. police departments, for example, in the New York and Oakland during the Occupy movement, in Standing Rock during the 2016 Dakota Access Pipeline protests, in Washington, D.C. during the 2017 Women's March, and in Black Lives Matter protests in New York. Ferguson and Portland, following the police killings of Eric Garner, Michael Brown, George Floyd, respectively. So I want to talk about the history because this is a corporation of, of death. They're using weapons on us. We are the enemy. So understand, these are war maps that have been developed by the military to conduct wargaming killing strategies on all of us. I hear a break coming on, and I will resume up on uh, the back end of this break because I will start talking about something else no one else has talked about either. Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net. Back in a moment. minute recap to bring it forward to what you're going to hear me disclose next. So we have previously spoken about water as a renewable. We are not running out, even though we're being psyopsed to water being a finite resource. It is not. Please go to primarywater.org. Look up what they did to Momar Haddafi and the Great Man-Made River Project. They did not want any of you to know that water is a renewable. We are indeed the water planet. Water comes from down below the mantle. It does not come from rain and snowmelt. Rain and snowmelt is the evaporation of primary water that is continuously made. Pure, fresh, clean water, if you can get to it, before it is poisoned by all the poisons and toxins being delivered into our environment. We also talked about Viola, V-E-O-L-I-A, as being one of the leaders in deploying and building wastewater treatment plants throughout many countries worldwide. Their um, goal and their um, mission statement wraps around being committed to sustainable development, which is, of course, uh, similar to what the World Health Forum's commitment is as well. They both pare down into you will own nothing and you will be happy and you, my adding, and you will likely be dead. So Viola 
uh, is part of uh, this takedown, the Great Reset. It's not just the Great Reset. It is a takedown by a co- corporate structures that have created tentacles into every traditional delivery system we have. That's why we're going to have massive power outages. But I want to go on into something else. I will develop this. Well, I actually won't go into this right now. But I do want you to understand that um, uh, that Viola is also part of the worldwide reset based upon sustainable development goals, which is the reduction of all access to all all um, life-supporting requirements, water, energy, uh, petroleum, which they call fossil fuels. But we must realize what will likely not be shipped to us anymore. Uh, shipping and distribution will now in, uh, uh, be also the shipping and distribution of sewer water, which will be shipped to countries that are believing that they have run out of water. No longer will real food or real meat be shipped anymore, only alternative sources of protein to reduce meat consumption and supplying GMO food to all only. This is sustainable development goals. This is what you will be shipped only. You will not have choices. Your choices are gone. They're fast being eliminated. And if you believe you have a choice, you're going to end up in confinement. That is the new world order. Only sourcing 100% renewables. Think about that. They'll only be sourcing 100% renewables and reducing or eliminating the use of material that cannot be recycled or easily reused. Shipping only electric vehicles to stop the use of all petroleum-based products and more. So uh, just to wrap up uh, to sort of illuminate uh, what you face, where you live, and eliminating all your wireless devices in your homes is an immediate uh, consideration if you wish to survive. Again, I suggest you listen to the videos that I have up on StopTheCrime.net um, on our Odyssey uh, video file and go to primarywater.org to learn the water facts. I also recommended that everybody order or look at getting the book, um, The Story of the Committee of 300 by Dr. John Coleman. Now we're going to get into what you heard me talk about in Dr. John Coleman's book when I read you those couple of paragraphs about people being relocated and uh, only a few being allowed to access uh, water, uh, electricity, etc. Because what we know is this country has been set up, the grid has been set up to fail. This is all by design. We will have increasing mass power outages. And unless you have prepared yourself to sustain yourself with no power, then you will be forced into the zones that I'm going to talk about in a moment. These are different zones than the um, uh, uh, zones I just spoke about with the evacuation zones. But let me get into into the power. Uh, something that I highly recommend all of you do immediately is to turn off all of your lights, put tape over it so you don't inadvertently flip a switch when you're accustomed to trying to see something. 
um, and and also do not turn on any water. You can't flush your toilets. You ha- don't have any heat. Your hot water heater won't work because usually they are electric ignitions, but even if they aren't, don't turn on water and don't use electricity for three or four days. Find out what you need to survive in those conditions because you will need all of those things in three or four days that you realize you you need to have. So I would encourage you all to prepare yourselves for massive extended power outages. We have already been having power outages due to the weaponized attacks of the various types of weather events we have been experiencing. And power outages are happening worldwide. There are areas in Africa and um, uh, Brazil and Argentina, etc., are having widespread outages intentionally done by the United States. So uh, we are flipping the switch on people to bring them into the Great Reset to uh, destroy lives, destroy businesses, and destroy people's emotional ability to cope as they are being sieged, under siege, while being told on the media all is, all is sort of okay, uh, not describing the real attacks that are occurring. Um, and uh, that, that uh, disconnect is psychologically dis- disabling. And I would encourage all of you to listen to alternative media sources that you can trust. Many, sadly, I say you cannot. But um, understand you are not alone. So now let's get into these microgrid future that we're going to be forced into. Now, these are survival zones, and only a few people will be able to access these zones. I have been in attendance prior to the COVID shutdown. Uh, a, a meeting called Sonoma Clean Power. And during the, the course of these meetings that I attended, I literally left, I must tell you, I literally left a number of these meetings somewhat traumatized because of the combination of mayors and other um, city officials that were at these meetings, attending these meetings. I was the only um, non-agency person sitting in the pew and listening to their discussions. And they were openly talking about how um, uh, grids will be set up, and there was a representative from a nearby county who wanted to participate in the grid so his county would have access to the geothermal operation. Here in Santa Rosa, we have uh, the Department of Defense has a huge geothermal plant, uh, and they create energy there. But they also create toxic acid mist as well. It's a poisonous mountain. They, they frack it with wastewater treatment with piping going 40 40 miles up the mountain, and then they frack it to make electricity. Well, the the abutting county behind that mountain ridge wanted to access the electricity, too. And the controllers, which that originally was um, first set up by um, PG&E, which is Rothschild, the Mayacamas Mountains geothermal operation, Um, And uh, the county on the other side of the mountain asked if they could also utilize some of that electricity. 
and they were told, sorry, you're not in the club. You're not in the club. So um, uh, Clear Lake and uh, the county on the far side of that ridge is not in the club. They will be offered no electricity. Now we discovered the unthinkable, and I'm going to do my best to, to articulate this to you now because it is very tough. I will say this. At this moment, we are not finding any other state, however, but California right now that is preparing these small survival microgrids. We are not seeing this happening elsewhere. I need your help to see if your state is preparing small survivable areas where people can congregate when the power is turned off for extenuated periods of time. But I can tell you the grids that are being created here in in California, Northern California particularly, are only going to service maybe 20 homes and um, maybe just and only commercial operations. So let's get into this. Um, they talk about how there will be multiple customer microgrids. They will be rare and difficult in the future. In other words, these multiple custom, customer microgrids will be rare. The microgrid is an area that is capable of supplying um, electricity and water. In other words, they're off-grid. They are not uh, connected when they don't need to be to the Rothschild stranglehold of the wireless smart meters and so forth that can turn your power off. And or if you have a solar system with battery backup, you know that during an emergency they can drain your your saved-up electricity to service the community. If you didn't know that, now you do. They have smart meters, and they will take your power from you. You won't have any power. So they go, when the switch is flipped um, on the North Coast Airport, and this is they're talking a lot about keeping airports up and functioning, which would, of course, be the military requirement for landing aircraft, et cetera. And they say it will become the first multi-customer microgrid in Northern California and one of the only of a handful of active microgrids in the United States. So let's me, let me get further into this because I have done prior uh, videos on microgrids. You need to know what that is. You're not likely going to be in a grid. So uh, of sustainability, of life support, that's what these grids will do. And um, when I saw this you know, attached to the front of my local paper, I understood why Congress has passed a 26% tax credit for home solar and battery backup in 2021. They're going to steal the power and the um, monies that you spend in thinking that you are providing yourself safety because most likely you are going to install a Tesla power or firewall, as I call it, but a system that requires a smart meter and is attached to the grid. I have many people thinking that they will be safe in a scenario of a shutdown. They have actually and will actually be giving energy to a system that needs energy to, um, to kill us 
energy, vast amounts of energy is required. Why do you think that they're setting up the requirement in all home new, in all new home construction in the state of California as of 2020 has to be retrofitted for solar? Why? Because they're going to steal it and they're, and they're going to utilize this um, resource that they steal if the properties are not burned down, and they will selectively choose areas that can uh, add to the electricity likely and not target them with fire events. It wouldn't make sense that they would burn down the additional electricity that they need and that Congress is giving a 26% tax credit for. So let's get into more of how microgrids will change how electricity is made and delivered to all of us in the future. You can actually kiss the method of delivery of electricity goodbye now, just like you can your gas. So um, what they say is um, there's a shift towards localized production of electricity, which will change the power delivery system. The emergence of electric vehicles will only add to the grid's evolution. There is going to be a drastically changed everything that we do in terms of both supply and delivery of energy and the use of it. We can foresee that there will be much more highly localized production and delivery coming down not just in the microgrid but down in the nano level, nano level. They talk about how digitization and software will control local generation and loads of electricity provided an overarching um, optimal view to maximize the value of all distributed energy resources. We've, we've got to save people money to do a sustained sustainability targeting. Whenever you hear that word targeting or deployment, this is what is being done to all of us. Those words are not to miss. When they say target and deployment, we are the enemy. We're being targeted. We're being deployed upon with systems that are deadly to us, all the wireless frequencies, etc. Now, you're not in the club. You're not going to get into a microgrid, which is sustainable offline. The military has already set this up. You would imagine that, of course, they would. They have. I've reported on that in the past number of years because I have looked at military documents. They talk about a black start when all of a sudden the lights don't go on. And all of a sudden, your lights may not soon go on. So prepare all you can. I will continue. I've got a few minutes left. Um, um, they say hydro, for example, may become wide, more widely available in the next couple of decades, but could be used to replace natural gas generation. Hydrogen, I mean, hydrogen. Um, and that's, they're going to split the, the gases, because remember, water's made from hydrogen and oxygen. In fact, actually, I'll bring this in now. I have it, uh, discussed it on many videos. Again, go back and listen to my videos on StopTheCrime.net. But when I was at a uh, conference in London in 2019, I went over the 1969 
a CIA memorandum where they talk about reducing the oxygen supply. And now you can see that happening as well. Um, I want to say this. Um, they talk about uh, the uh, engineering of these grids, and I'm going to do an in-depth uh, coverage of this. They're going to be selecting specific restaurants in your area. In our area, they're selecting Chick-fil-A to install the first test microgrid ahead of possible national rollout and blackouts. And they say restaurants in San Diego, uh, Santa Rosa, and Stockton will beta test the sole microgrid system designed for 5,000 square foot buildings, according to the company, which is backed by Morgan Stanley Energy Partners. This is Rothschild. Now, what they say, the um, the uh, reason to uh, have some of these restaurants be in within a microgrid is it will provide continuous power during local utility outages using a mix of solar, off-site natural gas generators, and on-site energy storage controlled by artificial intelligence, a dashboard. The gas generation will only be used during power outages, according to Chick-fil-A. The solution will allow us to provide a place where guests, you're going to be a guest, in the community can convene, enjoy a meal, and plug in when your power may not be available to your homes. And this is um, April Farage, a Chick-fil-A operator in Stockton, California, quoted that. So, again, uh, with the planned power outages, and they're going to be prob problematic, they're going to happen more frequently, you're going to be without power. You have to understand what you must do. Please have a power outage party. Make it fun. But it is a deadly consequence when you have no water because you don't and cannot use water and you cannot turn your lights on. The final play on this will be your local public health office will come in and say, you don't have power. Your property is not safe. It's unhealthy for you to stay there. We need to relocate you to your local Chick-fil-A. Or, as a matter of fact, they're now condemning older hotels to relocate populations and homeless people. You will be relocated into turnkey operations of abandoned buildings. This is what is happening, folks. This is real. This is what is on your doorstep. Besides directed energy weapons, besides the jabs, besides nano-smart dust, besides altering our human existence, our human DNA, they're altering your lives right now and understand the types of things you can and must do to harden up to be harder to kill. So I, I am going to be talking more extensively about some of the things that you heard me discuss during this broadcast. No one else is. No one else is talking about this. Why? Why isn't this being broadcasted in alternative news media? It's not. No one is talking about water, the reality of water, but stop the crime.net and primarywater.org and Paul Power and the many people, uh, the few people that understand 
the facts about primary water. This should be being broadcasted on every radio show that is an alternative media, and it is not. You're, you're going to be massively relocated because you are going to be deemed an area that has run out of water. In the first hour of the show, I spoke about the town of Mendocino in Northern California. They're now having water trucked in because their wells are pumped dry. Their wells are pumped dry because the well drillers don't know what they're doing. They're trained how not to access primary water, sadly. They don't drill into the required areas where they will hit a fracture and get to water. You need two people out on well drill drilling digs. You need a primary water expert to locate where the water is, and then you need that expert to tell the well driller how deep to drill. Well drillers um, are opposed to wanting to um, uh, damage their drill bits because oftentimes they have to go into some rock. And I can tell you this, the well drilling rigs are having difficulty now getting repair parts because of the supply line problems. We are finding that some of the well drillers are booked out a year. Well, between now and a year, now being uh, July the uh, 27th, uh, between now of 2021, between now and a year, there will be no more uh, abilities to pull permits for well drilling. Um, there are already moratoriums. They've gone the moratorium route. Here they will say they just won't permit new, new housing construction. We're going to have a fall-off of new housing construction worldwide and particularly nationwide where people will be forced into these turnkey standing buildings. This is your forward. This is not a stack-and-pack new condo project, folks. This is being forced into, into relocating into areas and being spread around the state or the country where there is turnkey inventory and where they will force people to relocate, whether it's through social distancing, uh, whether it's through forced isolation, all the things that we see occurring now. And I can say, all of you know, we're heading into another lockdown. So it has been said, and uh, I can't uh, state this myself, but I will pass this along. It's most important that you have food and water by September. So it's very, very important to have what you need because those that don't participate in the agreement of this socially engineered death camp that we're in will not be allowed to participate in food opportunities or water. Again, Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net. Please listen to this. We'll have this um, uh, today's show up on our site in a day or so. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please be safe and stay alive. Please stay alive.